Elections have consequences, and here in the Commonwealth, we're feeling good. It's the Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade was just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. Well, they say elections have consequences, and finally, we have a good consequence. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Typically, when we have elections, the consequences generally are bad for us. You know what I mean? Even when we get somebody like Donald Trump elected to the executive position, the chief executive president of the United States, we end up with a Republican majority in Congress, and they did absolutely nothing. (laughs) I mean, did nothing at all. And then, of course, we end up having whatever you want to call this last election with cardboard over the windows, uh, the counters being thrown out, the people actually counting the votes being sent home at night, whatever the case may be, we get Joe Biden. And now look what we get. Inflation that we haven't seen since 1982. We've got energy prices going through the roof because we've shut down all this energy. We've got supply chain issues. I mean, you know, it's really, it's insane, but this is how it usually rolls out for us. Election consequences are usually bad. But this time around in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we are living some great consequences because Governor Yunkin, he was sworn in and he and his team, Miares, the attorney general, they have made some things happen in the very short time that it took for him to be inaugurated. This is from Axios. Yunkin ends mandates for masks in schools and COVID vaccinations for state workers. Republican Glenn Yunkin, sworn in as governor, signed 11 executive orders following his swearing-in ceremony on Saturday, including those that overturned Virginia's mask mandate for public schools and a COVID vaccination requirement for state workers. Yunkin also agreed to an order that bans the teaching of critical race theory, a major focus in the 2021 campaign. Now, what's funny is a lot of people are freaking out, going off the deep end, going, I can't believe he's taken out critical race theory. Well, if it wasn't being taught in schools, why are you mad? <laughs> right? So because we were told, oh, they're not teaching it at school. It's not part of the curriculum. Even though Terry McAuliffe actually drafted it back when he was governor before Ralph Northam. So, uh, yeah, he had critical race theory being implemented and it just wasn't formally called critical race theory. But He pulled the plug on it, and next thing you know, (laughs) here we go. The left is freaking out. So, yeah, he gets rid of critical race theory. Another one of the orders effectively withdraws the state from the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, a program with neighboring states intended to reduce carbon pollution. So he's focusing more on what needs to happen for the state of Virginia. I've heard he's even made a proclamation that the state of Virginia supports the state of Israel. Now, some will say, oh, well, who cares about that? I mean, it's it's Virginia. What's the big deal? We as a as a Christian nation, we as Christians know the importance in our biblical uh, teachings of how we as a, a governing entity, a nation should be supporting Israel and how God blesses those nations that support Israel, even if we don't support who their president is, because now they've got a quasi Marxist guy uh, in office that we really have to watch. But we support the people of Israel. We support the state of Israel. 
And that's why it makes a big deal. That's why it's a big deal when Donald Trump moves the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and actually did it. These things matter, even if you don't believe. <laughs> we as Christians do, and we know that these things matter. So Governor Yunkin, he has done a ton in just the first day. So he overturned mask mandates, ending critical race theory, rescinding vaccination mandates. He's investigating Loudoun County. He's also combating human trafficking. So Loudoun County is kind of a, a big deal, obviously, because that's what pushed the election uh, towards GOP control. He deleted the diversity, equity, inclusion section of the governor's website, which is great. And the new attorney general, who I talked about on my Six Semper Tyrannus Virginia Politics podcast, and I think I've even talked about him here on the Adrian Slade Show, um, Miares, Jason Miares. He is of, of Cuban uh, descent on his mother's side, I believe. Um, actually, family, friend, family of, of my wife's side. Um, they know the uh, page and, and Jason fairly well. Um, he just, as attorney general, on the same day that Yunkin did what he did, he has just fired the entire civil rights division in the attorney general's office. And then he announced that he will prosecute criminal cases in jurisdictions where George Soros district attorneys declined to prosecute. That's amazing. These are things that needed to happen. These are things we've hoped would happen in the Commonwealth. And we've been stuck in a position for quite some time after Bob McDonald was uh, basically destroyed. You know, Bob McDonald, he wasn't exactly the most uh, stalwart conservative, but he was pretty good. I mean, he, he was, he's a good guy. I've met him a few times, spoke with him. I mean, he does uh, a little segment on our local radio station every Friday, and I get to listen to that from time to time. And he seems to be on the money with the, uh, with what he believes. And he really thought that Yunkin would sail on into victory just like the rest of us. And of course that happened. Um, but after they made him look like he was doing pay for play because he was getting uh, driven around in a luxury vehicle by somebody as if that's like some sort of, uh, you know, pay for play, uh, corruption thing. I don't know. I mean, we got, we have green energy car uh, McAuliffe come in here with his shadiness and no one really cares about the things that he did. We have to worry about Bob McDonald driving around in a car in an expensive car. whoop de do. I mean, what is, was he getting kickbacks on votes and things? I, I don't know. It, it didn't make sense, but that's how they vilified Bob McDonald. They went after him for corruption charges. And that was one of the, one of the, uh, one of the indictments, I guess, driving around an expensive car. Now, he wasn't driving around an expensive car while blackface. You know, that, that'd be Ralph Northam. But we go through uh, that period of time, Terry McAuliffe beating uh, Ken Cuccinelli, which Cuccinelli was basically sold out, left to hang for, for, by himself, left high and dry by the GOP because they were worried he was too conservative. Um, he actually started coming back when he focused on illegal immigration and suddenly his numbers shot through the roof. Well, he ended up losing to uh, Terry McAuliffe and we were stuck with that joker for four years and you can't run for reelection. You have to have time in between consecutive reelections. So then of course we end up with Ralph Northam. He's the guy who said he wants to 
kill babies, uh, you know, right until the day they're born. And then, you know, or if they were meant to be and they were born, you know, just make them comfortable. And then, you know, we'll just oust them that way. Yeah, we went through those dark times and now we have some good times. Winsome Sears uh, sworn in as first lieutenant governor, first uh, African-American lieutenant governor. And she has an amazing story and amazing views herself. Uh, So in Virginia, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we are enjoying the fruits. We are enjoying the consequences of elections. And uh, I'm hoping we continue on this path. There was some things that got me a little dissuaded back when uh, we heard about some of the people that were going to be staffed with the Yunkin uh, administration. But it's actually uh, it's actually looking better now. So we are moving in a better direction here in the Commonwealth, bringing us back to uh, to the founding of this state. I mean, this state has incredible history with battles at Yorktown, uh, the Battle of Great Bridge, uh, you know, the Battle of, uh, uh, I mean, Jamestown settlements. I mean, we've so many things were a part of the creation of this of this country in the Commonwealth of Virginia. So to have it be sieged by Marxist and, and uh, different uh, authoritarian types, whether they be authoritarian for their own self-interest like McAuliffe, or they are actual Marxist. Um, we, we are purging that as we speak. So these are, these are good things that we're hearing. We're going to hold their feet to the fire the entire time. You know me, I'm going to make sure that, I don't just blindly support. We call balls and strikes things as we see them and, uh, you know, take it on an objective basis. So Breitbart, yeah, Breitbart covered this as well. The first executive order as governor, Virginia Republican promised to restore the excellence in education by ending the use of divisive concepts, including critical race theory in public education. The second order promised to empower Virginia's parents in their child's education and upbringing by allowing parents to make decisions on whether their child wears a mask in school. Both orders signal the fulfillment of a major campaign theme about education and uh, parental rights, taking on the Marxist critical race theory indoctrination scheme directly and opening up the opportunity for parents to choose whether or not to mask their children. Final uh, the final education uh, related order is the fourth, which promises to investigate the Loudoun County School Board, which appears to have covered up the rape of a student in order to pass a sweeping transgender bill that would allow boys to use girls' restrooms and their locker rooms. Um, Yunkin also declared Virginia open for business, but backed up the order by stating his intention is to withdraw from the regional greenhouse gas initiative and the cut and cut job-killing regulations by 25%. He also spoke about a new direction for business in his inaugural speech. Other orders include establishing a commission to combat anti-Semitism and restoring confidence in the Commonwealth's uh, parole board because he fired that parole board. There was a lot of issues with the parole board. um, And so him coming in and cleaning that up is definitely a great step. Education, the coronavirus, reinvigorating the economy because of central points uh, for Yunkin during the campaign. He has implemented those, and 
Uh, the regulatory scheme in Virginia encouraged businesses to skip Virginia for investment, preferring neighbors like Maryland, North Carolina, and Tennessee was what was happening, and Yunkin reversed that. Many believe education propelled the governor's campaigns, uh, his campaign across the finish line, giving Republicans their first statewide win since 2009. According to the Virginia Capitol Police, over 8,000 people attended Yunkin's inauguration um, Saturday, along with uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, uh, historical uh, swearing in, and also Attorney General Jason Mirez, who basically gutted the Attorney General's office as needed. Um, so these are great things, and we should celebrate here in the Commonwealth. I'm happy finally have a state where uh, my views are protected, my views are elevated, and uh, maybe we can get us back to more freedom-loving and liberty-minded state. Now, Nick Freitas is a great firebrand in Northern Virginia for uh, state assembly. Um, he's a delegate, and uh, he had a little take on the first day of the General Assembly, which is basically Virginia's Congress. Um, listen to what he had to say about the things that they were changing just within the General Assembly. So first day in the General Assembly is done, and we've already gotten into our first fight. It was pretty great. It was over rules. So the rules when the Democrats were in charge said that you couldn't harass people based off of things like ethnicity, race, sexual identity, LGBTQ, etc. So what we did is we said, well, look, the underlying law already says that you can't do that. So we're just going to change the wording to say you can't harass anyone, can't harass people. And they came back and they claimed that we were removing protections from vulnerable populations. No, we're actually identifying that all vulnerable populations belong to the human race. And in fact, when you try to dissect the rules in such a way to where you say it's this group and this group and this group can't be harassed, what happens if you leave a group out? What if there's a new group? Can they be harassed because you didn't specifically mention them? You know how to get around that? Just say you can't harass people like we did. But watch, the left's going to come out and claim we removed protections when we did no such thing. So that's beautiful. The fact that they're going to go through and change the language because these are the things they've been trying to implement. They've been trying to implement institutional racism by saying it's anti-racism and saying that we're trying to elevate certain special interest groups, transgendered, LGBTQ, uh, African-Americans or what have you, when really we are all citizens, right? We're all citizens here. We should only be elevating individual liberty and freedom. That's what needs to be elevated. We don't need to sit there and, and give one little special group a leg up. You know, the opportunity is all that we can provide. That's the beautiful thing about America. That's the beautiful thing about the Commonwealth of Virginia is that what we can do is we can put a level playing field out there, open up the field and allow you to step onto the field and make your own path. You don't need somebody elevating you because you think you've been wronged. You need to just be given the opportunity to succeed. And then it's up to you. And not everybody's going to have the same success story. Not everybody's going to have the same wins and losses. You know, the, the, some of these things are in God's plan. Some of these things are just the way things happen and, uh, and the lessons you learn from it. If something bad goes on, you learn that lesson. Not everybody's going to be engineered an equal outcome or be paid some sort of reparations because you've been wronged by in some form or fashion. People might hate it on you or, you know, you were looked at as, some other second-class citizen, well, that sucks if that happened. But guess what? You having the opportunity to succeed and, and do what you do as a free 
individual, a free human. That's going to be how you can uh, uh, succeed or you can make up those wrongs or or show that you're willing to work hard enough to to overcome these obstacles. We're not going to sit there and ask the government to lift us up on these things. So it was great to hear Nick Freitas go on about that. A um, lot of changes in the state of Virginia. And these things have happened down in Florida. Think about if Andrew Gillum actually beat Governor DeSantis down there in Florida. You think this situation would be a little bit different? Um, yeah, he'd be uh, hooking up with other dudes in a hotel room doing meth. Um, and everybody would be masked up. We wouldn't have Florida leading us out of the COVID tyranny through federalism. That's basically what happened because everybody watched. Everybody assumed Florida was going to be hit the hardest because elderly population, uh, temperatures, uh, you know, in, in the summertime that would push everybody indoors and have them close to each other. All of these factors coming in, retirees all moving down to Florida. Um, everybody assumed that Florida would be hit the hardest because they weren't pushing mask mandates and what have you. And Governor DeSantis just looked at the data. He just took the data in and said, you know what? I'm going to look at the data. I don't like what's being recommended by CDC or all these things. We're going to have our own task force, get the data correct, uh, directly, scrutinize the data and, and lead appropriately. That's what we should have done in other states. So now we have an opportunity in Virginia to lead in that fashion. And it looks like Governor Yunkin is recognizing that he can have really good success if he leads in the manner that Governor DeSantis is, you know, and maybe some other states will follow suit. You know, of course, Governor Abbott down there in Texas, always following in the footsteps of DeSantis when he should be leading, but at least he's still moving in that direction. So I think federalism is going to be how we beat a lot of this and federalism is going to be uh, necessary in many other states. And so that's why local elections are important. That's why getting involved locally is going to be very important for everyone and making sure that your state is moving in the right direction. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, tune in, iHeart. Um, you can also Get the free Roku channel in your streaming store. Support the show, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. Call to be on the show, 1929 GoGoUSA. Leave a message and we may play it on the show. God bless.